On this episode of This Is Game Boy, we champion the best of platforming. Welcome, everybody, to a ghoulie episode of This Is Game Boy. I am... I don't even know who I am anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I am EBC, and with me, as always, is Mula. Hello, hello. Uh, And before we dive into this star-studded event, uh, Mula, what have you been up to? Well, as uh, everybody knows, I'm in my Spooptober month, so I've been mostly just playing spoopy games, at least on stream. Um, and off stream a little bit as well. Um, I finished Alan Wake plus the DLC. Um, I really love that game. Um, it's probably the only game I ever wanted to play that was on Xbox. Luckily, it's also available again on Steam because they had some licensing issues with the music. Uh, but yeah, amazing game. I just absolutely love it. It's it's right up my alley. It's the gameplay itself is not that like deep or. Uh, original or anything like that but just uh, the story alone is more than enough for me to keep on going uh, and i'm currently also playing alan wake's american nightmare which is kind of a spin-off kind of a sequel um, i'm not exactly sure if it is supposed to be canon or not if, the story is weird enough that it can be canon or it cannot be canon so it doesn't really matter but uh for people who maybe have never played alan wake before definitely do so it's just so much fun unless you do not like story driven games i guess um like it, it's not a visual novel <laughs> that's totally not it but um i hate video games <laughs> yes but yeah it's it's just like the story is way more important than the actual gameplay but the gameplay is, is fun enough so whatever um but yeah on my stream i think i talked about haunting ground last time so that one's finished up um Love that game in the end. Um, and then I started playing The Nightmare Before Christmas, Ugi's Revenge. Um, I'm at chapter 22 out of 24, but sadly there's like a, yeah, a scratch on my disc and it doesn't want to load the next cutscene, so I just cannot play it. Um, so I'll have to get that thing fixed sometime. Um, just harder than it should be nowadays to actually go out and do that uh but yeah hopefully i can fix that and then finish the game sometime later uh so yes put that one aside moved into eternal darkness um i knew about the game <clears throat> never seen it being played but yeah i've heard things about it but that game is absolutely amazing uh i cannot believe i've never played that game before it's just so much fun to play um I think I'm playing it a little bit too well, though, because that game is known (laughs) for the game screwing you when you lose your sanity, but I haven't really encountered that much. So maybe in the end, I'm going to have to, like, uh, make myself go insane in the game just to see all the things they they do, because I haven't run into anything so far. So that's kind of the point of the game, and I'm, I'm playing it too well. But it's an easy game, so, I mean... What would you expect? Um, besides that, uh, besides the spoopy stuff, uh, today I 
put in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2 again because I need to get Platinum in that eventually. Um, I've done everything except for getting level 100 and that is not so much fun because it's gonna take forever to, to just get that. Um, the way you do that is by earning experience, uh, by doing the challenges that are in the game. Those are all like short things that, you, well, most of them are short. Um, and they give you experience points to level up eventually. Um, but yeah, there's like 700 plus challenges you have to do. Jesus. And they all give you, at least the ones I still have, are like 50 experience. And you need like, what, 5,000 for one level up or something like that. So yeah, this is just going to take forever to get. And it's not even hard or anything. It's just going to gonna take a lot of tedious uh, yeah well it, it, it's not even that it's tedious but it's just like <laughs> yeah it's it's hard to describe like going from level 1 to 50 was super easy and now i've like stuck at in the 60s for almost a day or something so it's it... are they like challenges that are just like do a 900 over the half pipe in the warehouse. Uh, yeah, you have... Air walk. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Or the ones that I will never in my life get. It's like, do 10 hours of manuals, do 10 hours of grinds and things <laughs> like that. But they, they also don't give you much. And it's like, get 10,000 flips in total. Like, nobody has time for that unless you're like competitively playing this game online or something like that. And I'm... I'm sure you will get it, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of them tied to specific skaters, and there are a lot of skaters in there, but they, they all just give 50 experience, and that's just not enough, so yeah, it's, it's gonna be forever until I finally have, uh, have reached that goal, but whatever. I mean, I, I at least like Tony Hawk, but... I know it's just gonna bore me out in the end. Um, yeah, besides that, Crash Bandicoot 4. Um, I've been playing it a little bit here and there, not that much, so still uh, haven't formed a, like a big opinion about that game yet. I'm just having fun with it, um, but it has a lot of stuff in it. Like every stage has like 10 gems compared to the originals where it's like one or two gems for each stage so it has a lot of content besides just uh, beating the game i haven't even beaten the game yet I'm, I'm just literally constantly revisiting stages and things like that oh uh yeah great game but that is the last game i was gonna buy this year so i have plenty of time to uh to finish that up before the end you're not gonna year. buy assassin's creed valhalla with me no i will not i, <laughs> I will not buy anything anymore this well, at least nothing new this year. Um, maybe not even anything else either, to be perfectly honest. Never, never buying anything again. Yeah, never. <laughs> but yeah, I have plenty of time. There's not that much new coming out anymore because PlayStation 5 and whatever that Xbox X1, Xbox One, X, X1 uh, is going <laughs> to be. Like, I'm not interested in next gen at all for the next two years, probably. So Same. I have plenty of time to uh, to finally play all these games uh, I have flying around. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like I have been playing a lot, but those were just like five games in total. So that, that's not really much. Uh, I've mostly been watching spoopy uh, series or movies, and I'm just gonna go through the entire list. I'm not even gonna say if I liked them or didn't, uh, but maybe if people are looking for something to watch on on uh, Halloween or something. 
there might be something interesting in interesting yeah interesting in there for you so uh, the two series i've watched are stephen king's nightmares and dreamscapes uh, and castle rock um and then i watched for movies critters one through four alligator oh, yeah. psycho one and psycho two so like psycho the original from 1960 not like american psycho that's like the remake i think uh demons or demoni because it's an italian movie but it, it's like one of those italian movies that's dubbed in english like from back in the day there were a lot of those um the fog that's by uh john carpenter so not the new one the old one from the 80s uh road games cell uh, not the cell cell just cell uh, mercy from 2003 because there's another one called mercy uh riding the bullet uh night of the demons Letterface. don't watch Letterface. i'm just gonna say don't watch Letterface. it's not it's not good <laughs> it is so bad so that's the only one i'm gonna actually talk about but yeah just don't watch that one and now i started the changeling um that's the last one i still have like 15 others lined up for the for the rest of the month so yeah i'll be keeping busy with that for sure you should watch the black sheep i think i might have i'm not sure <laughs> like i've seen so many movies now <laughs> that i i always have to check imdb if i have seen it or not. the black sheep is so good it's about sheep that turn into zombies and eat people uh, i think i might have seen it i remember it's something it's, like it's, it's, it's one of my favorites, for sure. I'll probably <laughs> okay. watch it again sometime this month. Yeah. yeah. If, it's really dumb, but... <laughs> yeah, if I can recommend any of the things I have... Well, there's a lot of them. There are a lot of great ones. Uh, but Castle Rock, the series, absolutely amazing. Uh, two seasons, 20 episodes. Uh, for now, it's done, but uh, there might be some more in the future. But nothing has been uh, said about it. But I love that series. That's really cool. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much what I've been up to. What have you been doing? Uh, I have a lot of stuff. Uh, this episode's game, unfortunately, was one of them. <laughs> um, Firewood, which is a... These, so most of these are going to be horror games as well, too, because I also play a lot of horror games during October. Uh, Firewood, which is just an indie horror game. Uh, milk inside of a bag of milk inside of a bag of milk. <laughs> okay. That was... Uh, it's a it's a Russian game, so it's a Russian horror game, but not in the sense that you may think it is. It's like it's one of those uh, kind of like you type it out and things happen type deals. Like you remember like old MS DOS games, All right? Where it's like go north or pick up bag yeah. things like that. It's very similar to that type of game. Uh, the game is it it is very deep. You actually have to like pay attention. But it's about a woman with, like, multiple personality disorders. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she's, like, talking to herself but talking to you. And you can either be the good voice in her head or the bad voice in her head. All right. Yeah, it's it's insane. Um, I played The Bunker, which is a horror FMV game. So it's a point-and-click FMV where you're... Uh, World War Three happened, or Britain got nuked or whatever it was. And you're in a bunker for 30 years of your life and... You, you've never seen the outside world, and okay. you traverse through a bunker, what it, uh, which is leaking radiation all of a sudden. Okay. Uh, Little Misfortune. Love that Adorable game. game. Yeah. Adorable <laughs> game, but it is dark. It is very dark, <laughs> yeah, but it's very funny it, as well. 
very funny, uh, especially towards the end when she starts to fart. Um, <laughs> I remember that, yeah. <laughs> I returned to Squidlet for a little bit, just to, just to play through that. Red Bow, which was a really interesting Switch game, uh, indie horror game that's kind of reminiscent of Silent Hill. It was kind of neat. I think I know what that is. Is it like a little kid in like a town? Kinda. It's like a little kid where you wake up and you're in a house and then a door is open and you enter the door, then you enter a dream. And the dreams are foggy, they're bloody, they're all sorts of just gory, violent dreams, basically. And once you've completed the dream you're sent back to your bed and you wake up from the dream and then you go through another door and then you're in a different dream yeah that's something else that i'm thinking of then i don't remember what i know it's a switch exclusive as well like an indie game but yeah i want to play lone survivor which is from the guy that did the silent hill 2 remake he did a game called Lone Survivor, which is very, very, very reminiscent of the Silent Hill games, but in 2D pixel graphics. Oh, so I do nice. want to check that out. Yeah. Um, a plethora of NES games. Kirby's Adventure, Where's Waldo, Donkey Kong Jr., Donkey Kong North and South. I introduced Mo to the American Civil War. Yeah. Um, Sadly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what that game was. It's like... One of the worst things I've ever seen in my life, to be honest. <laughs> uh, the Mega Man 3. Uh, did Settled, which is another indie horror game. My Friend is a Raven, which is a hand-drawn pixel, or a hand-drawn graphic uh, horror game about a raven that uh, that uh, basically spreads a plague across the earth, and it's just a giant famine. You're the only human left in the world. Um kind of sad but all right um yeah it's weird it, it'll be speed ran probably at a at a very soon marathon um i finished up the platinum for assassin's creed 2 assassin's creed lineage so it's a short film and then i did a thing called the kirby shuffle so <laughs> rosentia released a um a script for Bizhawk which shuffles Whatever ROMs that you want to throw into a, a folder, it shuffles them ROMs every 5 to 30 seconds. Uh, I watched Cool Kid do Mega Man 1 through 6 yesterday, and I was like, oh, well, I know Kirby games. So I did uh, Kirby's Dreamland 1 through 3 and Kirby's Adventure. It took me s- 7 hours. <laughs> so, uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. I did that. I'm going to check that shuffle out with something as well. I saw Drew uh, Cariel play... The tiny ten one with the shuffle uh, yesterday it was it was really cool. I I want to do something like that as well for sure. Imagine like Solar Striker, Gradius, and all shmups or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then out of that, various speed running and marathon submissions. Uh, I've I submitted four games to AGDQ, four games to Power Up with Pride. And two games to RGL Spooky Marathon, which got in. So I'll be running an RGL Spooky Marathon uh, when this episode is released. Cool. Uh, on top of that, movies, I watched Slender Man again. That movie's terrible. <laughs> uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and Alien 2. So I've been busy, as have you. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. 
this episode is a special Halloween episode, which Mo and I were sitting there and thinking about, well, what spooky games can we have an episode about for you all? And, uh, well, we decided to do the Dr. Franken games for the Game Boy. So, if you want to hear more about them, stay tuned after this break. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you loved that rendition of Beethoven. Um, so, <laughs> uh, release date. This game was this game was an interesting release. So, came out in ninety two, uh, December of ninety two in Japan and America. I would assume in Europe as well too. Yeah, it would be weird if it came out before that. Actually, yeah. Uh, developed by Motive Time Limited. Uh, if you don't know who Motive Time is, they did such hits as Dragon's Lair, The Legend, uh, Gremlins 2, A New Batch, Micro Machines, and, of course, the one and only Paperboy. So, and Joe <laughs> Mac Caveman Ninja. But. Yeah, they, they did ports of it. Like, they're all weird ports, to be perfectly honest. Like, it, it's not all... It's not like they made the games, but it's they always have, like, some port of it on some system that nobody has ever played before. Yeah. No. Typically, like, they, they took the game and it's like, oh, there's not, a ga- there's not a version of this on the Commodore 64. Here you go. Oh, there's not a version of this on the Amiga. Here you go. It's like, oh. Yeah, all right. thanks. <laughs> thanks for that. Published by Chemco uh, in the U.S. and published by Elite Systems Limited in Europe. Yeah, uh, Chem- Chemco is an interesting company, and they've they've published all sorts of crazy ports and various releases as well too. Uh, like I, I want to say they published, uh, yeah, they published Mickey uh, Mickey's Dangerous Chase. Um. What else did they publish? They published North and South. See there, <laughs> it's a po- it's a port of the game, but you know what? It's still North and South. You always got to play the American Civil War. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then composer Mark Cooksey. Yeah. Which when Mo and I were doing notes for this game, and we got to the composer, we're like Mark Cooksey. I'm like, wow, that name sounds familiar, and we. Looked at it, looked it up, went through all of our notes and episodes. We're like, we we've talked about this person, but yeah, hell if we know what episode it was in. Yeah, it's really weird <laughs> because like we have all notes of all full episodes. Um, like there's some of the lights that we don't have, but I'm sure we talked about this guy before because you said, "Wow, that that is a." Something in the in the vein of that's a pretty good looking guy. 
And I was like, yeah, yeah. but that's a, that's like a picture of like 30 years ago, Finn. Uh, so we have talked about it, but I cannot find when or about which game. It's so weird. So. Yeah, I, 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 I probably spent 20 minutes before we started recording today just trying to figure out and then just throwing games at Mo, like, hey, was it this game? No. Well, all right. <laughs> just kept going down the list. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's uh, a Halloween miracle? Oh, that's not how you call it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's spoopy. We can't find it. And we know we talked about it. So, yeah, if somebody I'm, I'm... in the comments wants to let us know when we talked about Mark Cooksey, or if we did it and we're just... Like having some Mandela effect or something. I don't know. Uh, maybe we did if, it in if, another in another timeline or whatever. But it's weird. If Mark is listening, I would like to ask him one question: Why he decided to only have one song in Doctor Franken? <laughs> but yeah. Um, <laughs> but before we get into that, uh, the plot of the game. The plot, yeah. Which is. Easy to say because we actually have the manual for this game and yeah. for the other game. Um, so let me dive right into that here. Um, so, Dr. Franken 1. When Dr. Von Frankenbone... Ha, you all thought it was Frankenstein, didn't you? But it's not. It's Frankenbone. Because ha! <laughs> bone. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so when Dr. Von Frankenbone passed away and went to the great laboratory in the sky, he left behind a legacy of countless experiments. His finest creations, Frankie, a masterpiece of spare part surgery, and Frankie's girlfriend, Bitsy, were left to fend for themselves in their creator's castle. Unfortunately, Frankie and Bitsy were not the only creations, the immoral, the immoral, not immortal, because then he wouldn't be dead right now. Um, the immoral doctor had kept secret from the outside world. Hordes of disembodied spirits and leftovers from Dr. Frankenbone's earlier failed experiments still roamed the countless chambers of the castle. Watching Frankie and Bitsy happily going about their business had driven those misfits insane with jealousy. One night, while Frankie slept, they spirited Bitsy away, dismantled her, and scattered her pieces around the vast castle and its grounds. Frankie awoke in the morning to find his beloved Bitsy gone, and himself reduced from a seven-foot giant to a three-foot squeaky midget. Can I even say that word? Yeah, I mean, it's... He's three foot? <laughs> Apparently he is. Uh, it is your quest, as Frankie, to seek out Bitsy's pieces, and in the laboratory where the doctor first created you, restore her to your sight, in one piece. Yeah, that's the plot for Dr. Franken. She's three foot tall? That castle must be tiny. <laughs> it's like a play castle. Yeah. Well, thank uh, God he's not yeah. seven feet tall anymore because then he wouldn't even fit on the screen, probably. It's true. But then we could just break down the castle and not have to play the game. That's also true, for sure. <laughs> Uh, gameplay for this game. So, it's a very interesting idea for a Game Boy Adventure game. I will give it that. Yeah. Um, you have to search, so like what the plot just insinuated, you have to search through Dr. Doctor Von Frankenbone's castle to get pieces of Bitsy, and you have to collect other assortment of items, like a thread, a conductor, an electrical switch, uh, things of that nature to bring Bitsy back to life. Put her together, mend her together, bring her back to back to life. Yeah. Uh, you also collect, like, keys and stuff, too, to unlock various things along the way. Um, so while doing this, you're presented... 
basically kind of like a puzzle. Like you're on an adventure through the castle, but most of the castle is locked at the start. Um, so you have to know, like, okay, I need to go, or I, I collected this key, or I collected this item. That means now that this part of the castle is probably unlocked now. So it's one of those adventure-type games where you, you do something to unlock other pieces of the game, and eventually you unlock the entire castle. Um, as you collect items and pieces of Bitsy's, uh, Bitsy's? Multiple, <laughs> he has multiple girlfriends now. Um... <laughs> You'll see, <laughs> you'll see a completion percentage uh, increase on your screen. This number is pretty dependent on the type of items that Frankie will pick up. Uh, if it's like a key, you get like two percent. If it's a piece of Bitsy, it's like three or four percent. It does, it it just de- uh, it just um, is dependent on the type of item. Yeah. Uh, if the puzzle wasn't enough. Uh, Frank and Bone had a really bad infestation of rodents, uh, failed, I call them ghouly fiends, but failed, pro- uh, failed projects, open flame, uh, very dangerous castle, yeah. and probably the most devastating enemy of them all are the barrels that fall down the steps. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. They, they are annoying for sure, but at least you can destroy the barrels. Um, the weird True. thing with this game is that, like, have the enemies you can beat, but the other you can't, and they're just... The ones you can are always, like, the most annoying in the entire game because they're, like, super huge or they keep, like, shooting you. Um, there's, like, this one enemy that looks like one of the tentacles from uh, Maniac Mansion or um, Day of the Tentacle that, like, keeps shooting you. All the thumb, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, th- those are annoying to get through because you literally cannot destroy them at all the the big problem with the the tentacles that most talk about i I called them a thumb in my playthrough was uh some of them only shoot will shoot a projectile that will damage you but it doesn't really damage you all that much Mm -hmm. and then there's some that shoot fireballs at you and the fireballs do like half your health bar in (laughs) one hit it's like all right (laughs) cool uh, and then, yeah, the, the Spectres or the Ghosts or whatever that kind of just travel back and forth. Like, they're easy to dodge, but you can't kill them at all. And the hitboxes are just kind of jank, just in general. Uh, the game doesn't have iframes at all, mm-hmm. at least from what I could tell. True. So if something just sits inside of your body, you just take damage until you're dead. Um... So as like so as you wonder, you're gonna encounter all these enemies and obstacles uh, that hurt Frankie. And as you take damage, uh, you lose what's called energy in the game, which is essentially your your health pool. Uh, to refill this bar, you gotta collect lightning bolts that are scattered throughout the castle. In the higher floors, I noticed that lightning bolts are literally everywhere. Yeah. Like you can't go two feet without finding a lightning bolt. But as you go down floors to like the fifth and sixth floor. Uh, which is essentially the basement and the cellar. There are almost no lightning bolts to be found. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and that is the harder portion of the game as well, too. Um, If you you happen to be on the fourth floor, there is a bedroom with a recharge station that you can just pop into and spam the A button. You can't just press it once and refill your health completely. you got to spam it. And then press select to see, or yeah, select to see if you have full health. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and then I would recommend saving immediately afterwards. Yeah. Um, well, sa- sa- you- save is like a loose term in this case. 
um, yeah. because the game doesn't have like a battery that actually saves the game. Uh, it just shows you the password. Um, and it's a long password because this is one it of sucks. those games where like every variable can <laughs> change the password. So if you have half health, um, it's a d different password and you have like 51% health. Um, so it does keep track of all of that. So there's like a million combinations probably and, and that's why it has such a such a long password. Um, you know, back in the days, wouldn't be much fun if you didn't have a piece of paper with you. Uh, nowadays, of course, we can just use our phone and take a picture of it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those annoying passwords you really don't want to put in. But yeah, whatever. Imagine being on a road trip with your family and your little sister is punching you in the arm while you're trying to draw a heart for the password or something. You know, it's all right. Or like imagine having a pen and paper on a road trip yeah. in the backseat of a car. Like... I, I can tell. I've been on many road trips in my life, and I have not once had a pen and paper with me. So yeah, <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, once you've lost all of your energy, you are ded dead. Um, then you need to punch in that long, disgusting passcode that we just talked about. Yeah. Uh, and then it puts you right back to where Frankie was. So there is that. At least there's no like big backtracking where like you put in a passcode and you have to like backtrack to like five different like rooms. Um, you just you start off in the room that you that you get the passcode from, uh, but you still have you know whatever health that you had when you got the passcode and whatever else. So you mm -hmm. basically just literally pick up where you left off. Yeah. Um, to get this passcode, you have to press the select button on the Game Boy or your SNES controller, whatever you're playing on. Uh, don't play on GameCube. GameCube's terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, GBI people. Um, and then at the very top, it says save game. Uh, you go up there, you press A, and you get, you get your passcode. You take a snapshot of it with your phone, or if you're old school, you write it down. Uh, this screen also is where you get to see all of your information as well, too. So you get to see your health bar, your lantern uh, fuel bar, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, the invent Your inventory, so everything that you've collected uh, throughout the game, your percentage done. Like this is, the, this is one of the screens that you'll see fairly often in your playthrough. Uh, also, if you press the start button, you'll see the map of the game. Uh, this is where the game actually, my playthrough of the game was very different than your playthrough of the game. Mm -hmm. As mm -hmm. I watched you play through Dr. Franken 1, every time you would enter a room, you would actually get the name of the room. Like if yeah. you went into the forge, you get the name of the room that scrolled from the bottom. When I played Dr. Franken 1, I didn't get any of that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, I looked into that, and um, the two original versions of this game, the Japanese and the US one, they're literally the same uh, ROM from what I could have seen, because they're both completely in English. Uh, so I think they just used the, the exact same ROM for them. Um, they don't have that in them for whatever reason. Um, so the, the room names just never show up and I played the European version because I had a copy of the game um, and yeah then you just constantly get uh, the room names which is useful but also annoying at the same time 
um, because it does yeah. block off quite a bit of the screen. It's it's still just the bottom. Um, in this one, it's it's not that annoying actually, but um, it can block some enemies or things out of sight for like uh, just enough time for you to get hurt by them. So it's not that great to have it, but it is useful from an exploration. Uh, it's point of view because then you I, know at least which floor you're on basically yeah see i would have preferred it purely based especially late game for the map so when you press start you're, you're presented with the map and there's a little arrow that shows you which room you're in on the floor uh the problem the biggest problem with the map in this game is that it doesn't show the entire floor. Mm -hmm. It only shows a part of the floor. So if you're in the middle of floor five, for example, you can't see the wings, the left to right wing of floor five. So you either have to go way far left or way far right to see what other rooms are over there. Um, so having being able to see a room name, I could have correlated a, a square with one of those because I I did get lost in the end. I even pulled up maps uh, on the on on the computer mm -hmm. to see like what the what the floors looked like, and I, I still got lost with the maps just <laughs> because I didn't know what room was what anymore. Yeah, I remember having a lot of trouble with that as well when I played it. Um, I think I used some online maps as well to try and figure out where I was. Um, but yeah, the, the big problem with this game is, um, and it's hard to explain if you're not experiencing it yourself, but basically each room can have six exits. Um, not all of them do, but basically that's what can happen. Yeah. Um, you have an exit by going to the left or the right of the screen. Um, that's normal. Um, you have can have stairs that either go up or down. Those are like actual stairs that you can see. Um, but you also have doors in rooms. And you can either press up on these doors or press down on these doors. Depending if they are available, of course. And they all transport you to a different location. Um, but it doesn't really make a lot of sense in your head how it corresponds to the map itself. Um, because if you if you look at the map, let, let's say you have um, a six, a, like two rows, which, wait, three columns? Is that how you say it? Yeah. So <laughs> whatever, you have six rooms and you're like in the middle one at the uh, bottom row. Um, you would think if you take the stairs in that room, going upwards, you would go up on that part of the map. So you would go to the middle square in the top row. But that's not the case because it is showing the actual floor you're on and going up changes floors. So you're in a completely different part of the map all of a sudden. And I just could not grasp that at all. Maybe it was a problem that I had, but... Um, yeah, you, you would expect you to go up on the map, but you just go into a completely different part of the, of the game. So if you want to go up, you have to like go into a door that goes up, um, because it doesn't mean you're going up. It means that you're like moving upwards in the same floor or something. It's, it's baffling. Absolutely baffling. I, I had a similar issue with that to start. It wasn't so much that... 
I, I didn't know that the steps would take, you know, whatever. I didn't know that if I pressed up on the door that I would go up a room or up a floor. That wasn't the problem for me. The problem for me was when you got to, like, floor five <clears throat> and you took the steps up, you would uh, magically appear on floor three, but not where you would think on floor three. Like, you would go up the steps on, like, a north, on a, on a top left corner, and you would end up on, like, the south or, like, the bottom <laughs> left corner of floor three. Yeah. And it's like, well, that doesn't make sense at all. And then you'd go back down, and then you'd be back up in the top left corner of the map again. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't understand what is happening here at all. Yeah. Um, so that was a lot of it, too. It's like, you have to collect these keys to go into towers, which is all fine and dandy. But it's like, okay, how do I get to this tower? Oh, I need to go to this one space, middle of nowhere, uh, America, walk up the steps, and I magically tr- teleport to, you know, Transylvania and Europe on the completely other side of the map just to get to this <laughs> tower. Like, it, it just, some of the some of the stuff was just, it just didn't make sense. And, like, it, and the maps didn't do a really good job, like, connecting the points together. Like, even looking at the maps online and seeing how they're layered, you can you can make sense on the inner squared rooms, but as soon as you get to the outside wings of the castle, it's it's just up in the air whether or not you're going to end up on that square or not, <laughs> just because like that's just how the game worked. Yeah, the best way to describe how the map is, it, it's not like in, uh, for example, a Metroid game or in in like Symphony of the Night, like one of those Castlevania games. It it, it doesn't dare you have like. You are viewing it from in front of you, basically, the map. But in this case, you are looking at it from the sky. So it's a flat surface and each floor stacks on top of each other. So, like, again, if you're not seeing it yourself, it's really hard to describe. But basically, if you would print out all the maps... Um, you do. You can't connect them by putting them next together. You have to put them on top of each other, and then it would make sense because then you see. Oh, if I go up there, I actually go up a page <laughs> or to another floor. It's it's incredible, and it took me a long time to uh, get the hang of that for sure. Yeah, the the map like the map. So when I when I started playing Doctor Franken one. I didn't use the map hardly at all. Mm. I was like, oh, this map is cool, but like, why the hell do I need to use it? Because it was small. And when we get to the next game, you'll understand why I didn't use yeah. the map. <laughs> um, but the map was super small. And I'm like, how, I'm like, how am I going to get lost in here? This is easy. And then towards the end of the game, I was just like, there are like 120 rooms on this floor. Like, I don't know where the hell to go. I don't even know how to get to that room. Oh, I have to go through floor three, go to the inner square, go down two more floors just to get to the inner square of five because there's no direct path to it. Like it's it's all over the place. Yeah. So, um, use the map, pay attention to the map, understand how the map works. That's that's the that's the takeaway from from that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you would think that is the hardest part about this game, but. You would be wrong, actually. <laughs> there no. is something even even more incredibly stupid no. than the actual map in this game. So, aside from the, the map weirdness, which, again, once you've played the game enough, you, you kind of adjust yourself to it, which is not a big deal. You have to listen to the Moonlight Sonata, 
the entire time. Uh, <laughs> and the repeat is jarring. It's not just a simple just blend into the next repeat of Moonlight Sonata. It's a hard stop. And then it picks up again. And it's like, oh boy, I can't wait to listen to Beethoven for five and a half hours. Um, the game music never changes unless you're in the title screen or in the credit screen. Uh, it's always the Moonlight Sonata throughout. So I really hope you've enjoyed uh, Beethoven, because you're going to listen to it a lot. Yeah. The controls are beyond horrendous, but let's talk about the platforming <laughs> on this video game. <laughs> You're better off waiting for rocks to erode this castle away than you are to platform in this game because it's going to take you just as long to get across the platforms as it would for the for the rain to erode the rocks away. The platforming is so precise that it's flawed to the point where if you do happen to magically land on the pixel of the platform, when you try to move and jump with Frankie, the jump has an animation which will glitch you into the platform and sometimes Frankie will just not make the jump. <laughs> On top of that, Frankie's momentum in the game is completely random, it feels. At some points, <clears throat> Frankie will go... or just not have momentum at all. Like, you'll press left or right and Frankie will nudge himself forward. Mm -hmm. And other times, Frankie will go Mach 3 speed and bust through the sound barrier as if he was just a casual jog. Um, which makes the platforming... which makes a highly precision platforming even, even harder. And on top of that, you have to do all this precision platforming to get Bitsy's head. <laughs> and, well... The platforming wouldn't be bad. You're just like, oh, you probably only like four or five platforms, right? No. You have to do platform, and then you have to jump into a screen transition and try and land onto another platform. And you have to keep doing this for like three screens until you get to Beatsy's head. If you fall, you have to do it all over again. It is the most... It took me 20 minutes to do two, two or three screens of Bitsy, and I wanted to scream. <laughs> Yep. Because because Mo was on call with me yep. when I when I was playing this game. Brutal. Yeah, a lot of fun Positively to watch, brutal. but not a lot of fun to to actually be doing it. Because I I literally had the same problem when I was playing this game. Uh, just getting that item took like forever to do uh, compared to to anything else in the game. And the thing is, like, the game does not require that much precision platforming to be honest like nope. there are just some items that are really hard to get because of it um and when it comes to uh, bitsy's head that's all fine because you know like oh these are the platforms i have to jump on i can understand what the game wants me to do because i can see where i have to go um but another weird thing about this game is and um i made a comparison to another game that i have actually never played before but i have seen uh being played a lot of times is um the wizard of oz for super nintendo <laughs> and that game is notorious um for just you cannot see what is a platform and what is not a platform. Like, there is no indication whatsoever um, to see where you need to jump. And that's why a lot of people just never finish that game, because it's just trial and error for 
hours upon hours until you figure it out. And True. this game suffers from the same thing in a lesser degree, luckily, um, because you don't... It's not required for you to do it that much. But there are some rooms where you're like, oh, this item is like right above me. I can jump that high. So I have to jump on something in this room. Um, but I'm, <laughs> I cannot see what it is. And you keep on trying. You keep falling through everything. And you're like, where in the friggin' world do I need to jump on? And then you eventually figure it out that it's like one pixel of one thing that you can stand on. Uh, it's just incredible how it just pulls you out of the game completely um, yeah. compared to the rest of the game where the platform isn't that important, really. Oh. Here, here are the two problems with the platforming. The platforms appear bigger than they actually are. That's one of the big issues. There's no coyote time on the platforms at all. Mm -hmm. Like, once you hit an edge, you're dropping. Like, there is no hang time or anything. You're just dropping. You're just falling. And three is, you. yeah, what Mo said, you don't know what a platform is. There's a there's a couple screens in the room, of, aside from Bitsy's head, that you have to jump on some knight armor to get to a key. But you don't know where on the knight armor you have to jump onto because it is not apparent that you have to actually jump on the knight's armor to get a key. Um, there are things where, like, you, like, you'll jump onto it thinking it's a platform, and it's actually damaging you, like the light bulbs in floor four. Uh, there's apparently electricity flowing through the Edison bulbs that just do a bunch <laughs> of damage to you, and it's like, oh, okay, well, didn't know that, because I could stand on the light bulbs in the screen before and not take damage. So, really good consistency all around. Really, really good game. Um... <laughs> yeah it like it, you can argue that um with the way this game is presented graphically um it is harder to make things stand out um because this game actually has a lot of detail not the best graphical detail but it, it just has a lot of detail to the rooms um it's it's always nice to see these things and you really do feel like you're in uh in one of those uh, old-timey castles exploring and things like that but yeah having so much quote-unquote detail makes it harder to make things stand out by giving them even more detail so that's probably why it's so yeah, unimaginable to see where things are, uh, where platforms are, and, and it just trial and error until you find it. Yeah, and on top of that, too, if you've ever wanted to know what Frankenstein would be like to control, or Frankie, sorry, not Frankenstein, sorry, Frankenbone, don't, don't <laughs> haunt me. Uh, literally just play the game, because the controls are exceptionally clunky and stiff, just like Frankie is. Mm -hmm. It probably, well, at least he is in the movies, anyway, I've, I've seen him. Uh, literally, that's that's Frankie. Like, if you're like, wow, Frankenstein's are really clunky and stiff moving. Yeah, so is Frankie. Uh, it's uh, it's a perfect one to one comparison there. <laughs> yeah, it's not that bad to be honest, but it takes some getting used to for it's, sure. It's responsive. I will yeah. give it that. The controls are responsive. It's just the controls are stiff. Yeah. Um. 
And then as you progress down, we have the dark. We didn't touch on the dark areas yet. The dark areas are absolutely pointless. Just not a thing needed <laughs> yep. at all in the game. You get a lantern with lantern oil to see in the dark areas, but the 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 oil runs out in like two seconds, and it doesn't matter anyway because you can still see in the dark. You can still see the outlines of the of the doors. You can still see the outlines of the enemies, the outlines of the objects. You can still see everything. It's just slightly darker. And then you eventually get a flashlight in a way. So it doesn't it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, I Does, forgot if about you're that. like it's like, oh, I ran out of oil. I can't see no, you can see in the dark fine. You've taken so much vitamin K, vitamin A, whatever vitamin it is to see, Frankie can just is is just nocturnal <laughs> at this point. Uh, and then yeah, once you've and you have to go into like floor <clears throat> you have to go into the floor it's called floor seven for three items. Uh, two pieces of Bitsy and a, and a switch, but uh, and then you basically never see much for dark after that, except for like the wine cellar and just various different rooms. But regardless, easy peasy. But once you've once you've collected all the pieces, dodged the barrels falling from the steps because there's some some jerk throwing them down there. You have one one last task in the game, which this actually took me probably a half hour to remember where this room was <laughs> and it was to go back to the the laboratory on floor six and flip a switch to bring bitsy back to life and you get a pretty sweet cut scene of the uh, weather vane getting struck by lightning and bitsy coming to life but uh once you do all that it's gg you don't listen to the moonlight sonata anymore and uh yeah you did it yeah you, you played a video game yeah that's the end and there's nothing more to it actually uh, oh. yeah the only thing we haven't touched upon is how you basically defend yourself like i did say like you can only destroy like half of the enemies that you encounter oh, in this yeah. game uh yeah. but you start out with uh basically shooting lightning bolts out of your uh <clears throat> out of your arm which is a fine weapon, like it does what it it's needs the be- to do. It's the best weapon yeah. in the game. But there are indeed different weapons, um, but you don't want them. They are completely no. useless. Like, the lightning basically crosses the entire screen. Not, I don't think entirely, but at least like a fair amount of the screen. And all the other weapons don't. So why would you even use the other weapons? No, the... The lightning does the full screen, and then you can get a reverse weapon where you throw shoot it in front of you, and then it comes back. Yeah. But it don't, that only goes half of the screen. Yeah. So you're better off just keeping your base weapon and just using it because it's it's better. Yeah. Plus, you most of the time you're just gonna run through enemies or just dodge them anyways. Like yeah. To be honest, like the fighting mechanic is not the. Not that very important in the game. It's it's not a focus yeah. at all. Especially like you use it a handful of times. Yeah, especially not because you do have a pretty big um, health bar in this game. To be honest, um, and you can find so many recharges, or you can find a recharge room that will help you out. Um, and once you know where to go, you can just use that to your advantage to like stock up on on some health um i believe if you do if you find a room which has like the lightning bolt uh which is the the health pickup item i think if you go two rooms away from it and then go back it respawns anyway so you there's plenty of ways to to keep you healthy throughout the game and not 
worry and too most, much about most it. And most of the things don't really hurt you all that yeah. much either. Like, you have a big health pool, sure, but, like, most of the things do a fraction of your health bar. It's the thumbs that shoot the fireballs that do a lot of damage. Yeah. Or the things that, like, stay inside your hitbox because they move slow. Yeah. Because there's, there's no iframes, so. Yeah, that is that is a big problem. Like, there are a few, like, spike sets that you can fall into. Those are not fun to fall into. Uh, water. Water is water. your biggest enemy. Yes. Oh, Frankie does not like taking baths. <laughs> Just straight up. He would rather be smelly. Yeah. Well, he is a monster, so, yeah. Makes, makes, a, lot of, makes a lot of true. sense. Uh, but yeah, that, that about wraps this game up, really. Like, if you're still not sure what this is, just think of an old adventure, like point-and-click adventure game, um, but with, combined with a platforming game, basically. A not good platforming game, uh, but it is still a, still a platforming if game. If you've ever played Hugo on the MS-DOS, think of that, but with platforming. I'm, I'm old and I'm sorry, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If you haven't, if you've never played Hugo and MS DOS, go play it. But <laughs> it's an amazing series. I don't know about that, but what? <laughs> Hugo in the tropical island? I have Hugo and the witch doctor. Yeah, no idea, no idea. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, cover art quick for Dr. Franken 1. Uh, Japanese has the best one. Um, well, no. Japanese, Japanese has EU the best has one. the best one because it's basically the same one. Oh, yeah, I see, yeah. No, no, Japanese still has the best one. Okay, <laughs> yeah, you're right, they're the same. Yeah. I had to scroll down. Yeah. Yeah, Japanese EU has the best one. They're, it's a cartoony Frankie... Uh, standing in front of a moonlit window with a skeleton boy coming through the window and a bat or a storf moose if you're hero. <laughs> Frankie has something in his hand that looks like a shaken Coca-Cola bottle that's uh, spewing coke smoke into the sky. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's um, just a torch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a knight standing next to another door with a Big spider coming through it. And I'm talking big. Yeah, I would not uh, like to see like that. grandfather clock right next to him as well, too. Frankie's like leaning back with his slippers and his pajamas on, saying, oh, no, there's a skeleton coming through my window. Um, that's that one. <laughs> yeah, and then the, Amer one. the American one is dumb. It's just dumb. Uh, it looks slightly hand-drawn. It says Dr. Franken in hot pink. And it's like the the paintbrush Dr. Franken written style. Mm -hmm. um, think of early '90s, right? And then behind, and then it has Doctor, it has Frankie uh, with a really long cylinder head with some really low ears, like your very traditional generic-looking Frankenstein yep. monster. Um, and then behind it is this window with lightning bolts coming down. And gargoyles, which I don't think I saw a single gargoyle in the game. Um, no. And then there's like the gothic peaks above the window. Yeah. It's really, it's kind of grungy looking. Like it's really dull. Uh, the Japanese and European version are much more colorful and much more appealing to look at, especially with the exploding Coke can. So. <laughs> yeah, the, the US one is, if you think of Frankenstein, this is what you 
expect to see um and like this game is a goofy take on frankenstein so yeah the the japanese european one actually makes that very clear um i think i like the coloring of the um european one a little bit more than the than the japanese one unless it's just a bad scan, it might just be a bad of course scan, but because it, it is definitely overexposed yeah. in the japanese version but yeah, I, I think that EU one is uh, is looking pretty fine. Like that's well, no, I'll dive into that later. Never mind. <laughs> that's why it has the seal of the, the seal of quality from Nintendo. Yeah, all right. <laughs> it's a very important sticker to have on your game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> trivia. I didn't find any trivia no. about this game. Uh, I didn't find reception for the Game Boy game. So. Nope. All I know is that I think this one uh, did have like its own eight-page spread in uh, in Nintendo Power. So um, at least the first one the, was well known. The I Game guess. Boy had an eight-page spread. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Pretty sure it's uh, it's the first. Nintendo one. cares about Game Boy. <laughs> yeah, I, I made that You're... document with all the thingies. Did we ever talk about that? I don't remember, actually. Dear Nintendo, please make Dr. Franken 3. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, yeah. uh, Nintendo Power. Nintendo Power. Um, That's the... I didn't know about the the Nintendo Power thing. I know the the SNES game got a lot of... uh, choice words associated with it mm-hmm. so uh so so choice that uh james ralph or avgn made an episode about it so really um yeah there oh. he does play dr franken in, in one of his episodes oh, I totally for the forgot. yeah should look that up again then yeah he says some really good things about it really positive <laughs> i can assume review yeah, yeah. he's known <laughs> for his positive reviews of video games uh, absolutely the hat- the happy video game nerd. In a way, with that, <laughs> we're going to take another short break, and when we come back, we will talk about Frankie's Big Adventure. Stay tuned. Yeah, and enjoy this uh, amazing second song we will uh, play for you. Hope, hope you like it. back everybody i really hope you've enjoyed that song from beethoven um, <laughs> really beethoven was just a one-hit wonder in a way so uh <laughs> we're much. about to get a lot of flag for that <laughs> <laughs> well the good thing for beethoven was that he never had to listen to his own music anyway so <laughs> <laughs> true so true <laughs> 
Well, his his, his later music in a way he didn't yeah. have to listen to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> Well, that's the end of this podcast <laughs> episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> it's fine. He will never find out that we said this. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, there went those 10,000 listeners. Uh, <laughs> the, the next game is, uh, well, if you... If you if you thought Frankie was done getting bitsy, think again. Frankie makes his valiant return in Doctor Franken Two, which was released in Europe in ni- November of nineteen ninety three, and uh, in the U S. October of nineteen ninety seven. Four years later. Yeah, uh, uh, we've been trying to look up more information about how that happens. Um, but there is none. Uh, but it's it's really weird. Like never ever weird. seen that before. Um, so far apart from each other, and um, like I checked with Legs because she has more of uh, the technical side of, of video games uh, at her disposal, uh, and it literally is the same ROM uh, as well, which is also weird because. The European version had like seven different languages, like it has Dutch, uh, English, Swedish, uh, French, and so on. Um, and they just released the exact same game in the US. Um, so it also has all those language options. Uh, and besides Spanish, I doubt that it would make any sense to do that. Wow. Are you saying that we are uncultured because we don't have multiple languages? Or <laughs> no, I am not. I am saying well, I am, that you so... people do not need all those languages to begin with. So yeah, it's 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 very it's it's very weird. And and what's even weirder, I guess, um, we talked about like the publishers for this game. The developer is still Motive Time Limited, uh, so the yeah. same people who made it. Uh, but this game got published by Jellico in uh, Europe. Um, and by Elite Systems Limited in the US. So Elite Systems did the first one in Europe, and now they did this one in the US, which also does not make very much sense uh, to do so. But yeah, Camco is out this time around, at least. But there is one consistent in this game. Mark Cooksey is still the composer yeah, of the game. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Maybe we can have more than one song this time, huh? <laughs> I actually don't remember. Uh, That's And I played I, this like I three weeks either. ago, so I, I actually do not remember, uh, which is yeah, which is not a good sign, um, at least. But yeah, I don't know if he All made right. like original songs, actually. Uh, maybe. Probably not. Yeah. Franken was his one hit one. Dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. Plot. Wow, this is a long plot. Holy smokes. Yep, yep, yep. I'll, I'll do the plot. All right. Stretch a little bit. <clears throat> it has been a year since Dr. Von Frankenbone passed on, and Frankie is in a big trouble now. And Frankie is in big trouble now. The late doctor's castle, where Frankie has spent many happy years with his girlfriend, Bitsy, is crumbling and badly in need of repair. If his problems weren't already enough, the electricity company... 
The electricity company had finally caught up with him and presented him with a huge bill. Frankie's only hope is to find the late doctor's lost treasure, a golden tablet depicting the image of Bitsy, famed throughout the land, but now scattered and lost. Drastic situations call for drastic measures. Frankie has fled Von Frankenbone's castle and is sheltering in the doctor's hidden chateau. Unhappy at the, t- at the thought of an uncontrolled monster on the loose, the local villagers have locked him in. It is your quest as Frankie to search the chateau for clues to the whereabouts of the lost fortune and to escape captivity so that you may search the estate grounds and beyond. From the depths of the ocean to the pyramids of Egypt, Frankie is going on an adventure. Only after much traveling may you return to pay off your debts. Frankie is back with new levels and new challenges. But hurry, time is running out. Yeah. There you go. There's your plot. That is indeed the plot. Not what you would have thought it would be. (laughs) It's it's a lot more in depth Mm -hmm. than uh, the first one. Yeah. But in short, uh, the, re- the, re- the repo guy is in front of the chateau's door and he's going to take your stuff. <laughs> that, is, that is literally... Oh, that makes sense. Why there's a person knocking on the yeah, door Yeah, it's the repo the man. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> now it makes so much sense. <laughs> but yeah, that is, uh, that is exactly the first thing you see in this game when you load it up. It's like some guy knocking on the door trying to take all of your possessions away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like uh, like the plot said, you're locked inside of the castle or the chateau in this case, which is basically French for castle, anyways. Um, but yeah, you have yeah. to escape and go look across the entire region and Egypt for some reason uh, to <laughs> to basically get money so you can pay off the repo, man. Again, the game yeah, does not take I, yeah. itself too seriously in its, in its regard. Moral of the story is pay your bills. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you wanted to play a video game to get away from being an adult, well, don't play this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, basically, it's more... It's, it's a continuation of one, literally. Yep. Um, you make your way... Instead of just being stuck in the castle, you now get to go outside... Uh, but you still have to do certain tasks to unlock certain things. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, you start off in the chateau, but uh, soon enough, if if you can make your way through it, it's only a few rooms you have to do this time uh, to actually get outside. But then basically the world opens up. Um, you're in a hub zone where you can uh, go through the different... Uh, different regions in this game and those are uh, the town the garden uh, the forest and the mines the ocean and the submarine and egypt so um at least the game offers a lot of variety this time with its location so you're not always stuck in that medieval castle for the entire game um but besides that is basically uh the exact same game kind of but with different quote-unquote puzzles uh, this time around um there's a few differences dif- bleh, differences uh with this game um last game you had basically one life to get through it this time you actually have three lives 
Um, and that also just means that your HP bar is a lot shorter this time and you will die a lot faster. Um, sadly, you can't find a bunch of health restoration items through the game. There are literally none, uh, which is not fun, let me tell you. It's, it's one of the less good things about this game for sure. Um, you can find, however, a shield in certain locations that give you like 30 seconds of invulnerability, which helps a lot. Because just like in the last game, um, killing enemies is really not a thing you want to be doing much. Um, you rather just fly through them uh, as fast as you can. Um, because in this game, you can even defeat less enemies than in the previous game. For some reason, you can only like kill three uh, uh, different enemies in this game. And the rest are all invulnerable. The... The real kicker of the game, too, is like what Mo said, there's no lightning bolts to pick up, so you have to use the recharge room. But in this game, you have to find an item first before you can use the recharger. Yeah, and that is a lot of fun, let me tell you, because I totally missed it uh, when I started playing this game, so it took me a long time to get familiar with uh, where everything was, and then I kept dying over and over and had to basically restart the game because you don't want to lose your lives at the start of the game you you just want to start all over again and, and try to do better of course um game still offers the password system just like last time so it, it's completely the same in that regard uh but just not having that health restoration is a big deal and um yeah it's it's just you have to go do that thing first um the thing about this game is that there are like quote-unquote different ways throughout the game. Um, it's a little bit more open in that regard than the last one. Uh, in the last one you really had to use that item to move on and then you get the next item and so on and so on. In this one you can explore a little bit more but you will get stuck at some point and then you have to go back and explore another world to to get another item um, and it's not like you just go to one place find everything and go to the second place it's really like oh i do this now then i can go back there and so on and so on um, you do not get that many clues as to what certain items do really um, especially not if you're like me and you're still pressing buttons while picking up an item um, and whatever button you press when the prompt comes up that you pick something up and it does it gives you a little hint to what it does. Um, but yeah, I just basically constantly skipped through all of these and I had no idea what I just picked up or, or what it was doing. Um, but again, it, it's not that big of a game uh, or a world, to be honest. And it will make sense what certain things do after a while. So at least that is good. They, they did keep a lot of the base of the a lot of the base game uh, Franken one in with Franken two so like what Mo said like the password system still the same like it also shows you like the percentage completed yeah. as well too uh, literally all of that stuff is basically the same uh, even the platforming is the same uh, it's really it's it's actually probably even better in this game <laughs> uh, where you just can't see the platforms now that you have to jump on. Uh, especially when you're in the forest. Yeah, the forest is the most fun place in this game for sure. Um, 
that one drove me absolutely nuts. Um, there's two things you need to do in the forest. It's first get uh, get a ladder, I think, that you need for something in the town. I still don't know what it actually does because you never use an actual ladder. So I'm, I'm still not sure what it unlocks, but you can go to that town at least. Um, but besides that, there are also like 10 things you have to collect um, in the same place. And yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun trying to figure out that you can stand <laughs> on things that are not even platforms. So um, and yeah, the jumping is just as fun as in the last game when it comes to tight platforming. Um, if you had some trouble getting that Bitsy hat, you're gonna have a lot of trouble getting all the items in the forest area. The, the big problem with the platforms in the forest is a you just can't see them, and b they are they are like the size of Frankie's toe. Yep. They are exceptionally exceptionally tiny. And remember, like this is precision platforming. This is not just I randomly jumped to the flat platform and I clipped into the corner. This is if I don't land on like the two pixel window, I am falling through the platform. Um, and you have to use these platforms. A lot to get those ten items in the forest, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. and you you have to, you you learn to be a skilled platformer at by by the end because it is it's it's hard. Yeah, it it will it will infuriate you. <laughs> yeah, uh, but just like the last game, this is the only time you're ever gonna actually use those skills because the rest of the yep. game you just don't need those anymore at all. So they always like to put one of those in there just I think to piss people off. And not play the rest of the game for some reason. As you do. Yeah. I wonder if the uh, the the devs were just like, oh yeah, we got to this platforming section and they, and they did it. And we're like, well that sucked, we'll never do that again. And then just <laughs> put no more platforms in. <laughs> yeah. But they did, they did, they didn't want to rethink that section because that's too much yeah. work. So... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you like it, uh, you can hear it. It's basically more of the same than the last game. Um, it would be a good yeah. thing to like just play through these two uh, right after each other because then you're still in the mindset of how these games work. Um, so that that's a good thing to do. But yeah, like I said, absolutely find that health restoration thing first. Um, and just to give you a tip, do the thing with the forest first. That yes. that's do the forest first. Yeah. So once you've done that, you uh, you should be. Fine. I I will I will say Doctor Franken two. Like if you wanted to choose between one of the two, I would honestly say Doctor Franken two, just because there's more to look at. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you do play one, appreciate the detail of one. One has a ton a ton of detail to a fault. Um, it's actually pretty impressive how how detailed the games actually are for how janky. They actually mm -hmm. play so yeah there's one thing that is uh very good about this game but again you will have to find it first um this game offers you a teleportation device which you can just place anywhere you want to um and if you need to go back to that place you can just go into your menu and you will uh, you will teleport back to it the way i used it because 
in my opinion, that was like the only useful thing to do uh, with it was to just literally put it next to the health restoration machine. So when I knew I was going to die, I could just go back there and, and recharge. Because um, unlike the previous game where it's like this really big uh, castle with 230 rooms, actually, uh, the first game. Um, this one is a little more compact, like all the areas do not have that many rooms in them. Um, so it's always best to just go back to the to the restoration and then just retrace your steps of what you are doing, basically. Yeah, and plus, like, once you leave the chateau, I mean, like Mo said, like, it's, a, it's a hub world at that point. Yeah. So it's actually not all that bad to get back to where you were. Yeah. It's actually pretty quick. The sad part about the hub world is that... It's filled with enemies you cannot defeat. Yep. Um, there's only one enemy in that entire place that you can actually destroy. Um, and then there's, like, bunnies that you can't destroy. Like, it's it's super annoying. They're super annoying enemies. Um, but the good thing about the way out of the chateau is that there is a shield that you can grab just before the exit. And then you can make it your way through uh, the up world itself as well. Yep. But uh, yeah, you 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 get your ta you you get your tablet, you pay your debts, and the guy walks away, and, and that's the end. Of, you, the end of the game. You you live happily ever after until the next month, where you have to go find something else. To <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> like, is Frankie gonna get a job? Who knows? Like, we never got a sequel, so we never got a three. <laughs> Frankie isn't Frank Dr. Franken three, the accountant. Alright. Um <laughs> Box art. So I mean, yeah, I mean there's not much more to talk about Dr. Franken too. It's basically one a little bit more expanded upon. Um crazy story, much more in depth story, but not much more in depth gameplay. Yeah. Um But the box art at least is baller, so um the box art for this is the still is the same font used for Doctor Franken one, but now it has a Roman numeral two at the end of it. Uh, the box art is the same for Europe and America, hmm. and it's uh, it's the cartoon version of Franken or Frankie. It's not the uh, weird, gross looking one that we had before. Uh, it's Frankie on a flying carpet in some tropical swim pants and a white T-shirt. Uh, big chilling on this flying carpet, flying over the uh, pyramids in Egypt, and there's a castle or a chateau right there. There's some snowy Alps. There's some big old koi fish jumping out of the water. There's a submarine. There's a bee right next to Frankie <laughs> getting ready to sting him in the eyeball. Um, there's a couple of birds behind Frankie staring at his rear end, and then there's a moon, full moon way off in the background it's actually a fairly well detailed cartoon rendition of frankie flying a flying a magic carpet um and the, the coloring is is actually really nice to it as well too it's actually a really interesting looking cover for how basic it kind of looks as well like it has a lot of detail but it's also basic at the same time yeah it it it's, looks really nice like you would not know what this game is by looking at uh at the cover at all, but um, yeah, basically you would almost you would almost think it's Mario Land One. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it, it, it basically shows the overworld of the game, but only three sections of it. Um, so not all of them. You just have Egypt, you have the ocean, 
and that sinking ship. I guess it's not a submarine. I guess it's just a, a oh, sinking yeah, yeah, ship. It's a sinking ship. Um, yeah, and then the, the castle, those mountains, the Alps or whatever, they don't show up in the game. So I guess they just no. put something there to have something there. But um, yeah, you can see that that Frankie is indeed going on an adventure. Uh, that's that's pretty cool. It just reminds me a lot of the Super Mario Land one. <laughs> Uh, cover where like Mario is in the foreground and behind him is the Stonehenge heads, the 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 angry Pharaoh cat thing and <laughs> Tatanga and everything. Like it shows everything behind Mario, like what you're about to like will hopefully encounter. Uh, this cover reminds me of very much of that as well too, where Frankie is in the foreground and then behind him is literally everything that you are probably going to encounter. Yeah. But, uh, yep. Yep. Yep, that's Dr. Franken, too. Yep, pretty much any all question, we can any, say about any, it. Any questions? Like, we don't have to go into detail, because we already did it with the first game, and it's basically just a right. continuation of it. Um, yep. And, yeah, just like the last game, no trivia is available for it. Um, I guess it's not that interesting to, to have trivia on to begin with. And not much is known about a general reception, either. Like, um, I mean... They got a sequel, so I guess the first one did sell enough uh, for them to, to actually dive into a sequel, but um, you never hear anything about these games, really. Um, nobody will, will say, like, oh, have you played this game? Um, <laughs> that won't come up in a conversation. So, yeah, I guess they just made it, and um, for some reason, four years later, they re-released it. So, well, weird. Very weird. Yeah, I have no idea. But uh, I don't think there was a... I don't know if there was a Dr. Franken 2 on the Super Nintendo or not, <laughs> but the Super Nintendo Dr. Franken is basically Dr. Franken 1. Like, Frankie doesn't leave the castle or the Super Nintendo version either. So, <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't think there was a Dr. Franken 2 on the SNES, I think it was just the Adventures of Doctor Franken, and that was it. Which, by the way, he does a he does a Shawn Michaels Sweet Chin music in the Super Nintendo version instead of shoots lightning bolts. So, <laughs> all right, um, it's 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 good stuff. But uh, yeah, outside of that, I couldn't find any reception either, any trivia. Maybe that's why we didn't get a Doctor Franken three. No, no one wanted to go to Egypt in this game. So. <laughs> Every, everyone got fed up, but there would no one beat the game because they couldn't get past the forest. Probably, um, yeah. I can imagine <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, bo and both I'm, these games are like four-hour games, I would say. Um, they're, they're not yeah. super long or anything. It's just trying to figure out how everything works. And uh, At least for the second game, for me, it the maps is i didn't even use the map in this one it was just a lot easier to figure out where to go uh compared to the first one so it was just a little bit harder because of how the health system works but uh yeah yeah the, the game was much more linear it but yeah i did i i maybe opened the map a couple of times but i didn't like actively use it like i did with the first yeah. one so but yeah when we come back we'll uh give you some thoughts and history of the game. Like, we've already given you some thoughts, but boy, do I have more for the for these games. <laughs> uh, so yeah, stay tuned.
welcome back everybody really hope you enjoyed the uh the song from beethoven there he uh he had a lot of a lot of a lot of uh remakes of uh moonlight sonata <laughs> um <laughs> mo we'll start with you thoughts and history with the video game yeah so like i, I didn't really know this game at all um but once upon a lifetime, when I was going through bargain bins uh, at, at one of the gaming expos, I just saw these two games and I thought the covers looked cool. Um, and they were like three bucks, so I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm taking these with me. Um, so I didn't immediately play them, um, but I did play the first one, I think, last year or maybe two years ago for, for my Spooptober month. Um, and then, like... Now I played the second one. Um, and yeah, even though I had a lot of troubles with, especially the first one, trying to figure out where to go and things like that, I did enjoy playing these games for what they were. Um, like we mentioned it, that it's a very interesting concept to have for a Game Boy game because there are not that many games like this. And I think they really came from uh, the perspective of having like a point and click adventure style game, but trying to convert it in such a way that it would actually be enjoyable to play on uh, on a portable system. Um, because I, I made a comparison earlier with, with that Day of the Tentacle uh, Maniac Mansion enemy, um, but like even though Maniac Mansion is a really good game on NES, I just do not want to play it because using an NES controller as a mouse is just very unpleasant to me. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't really like doing that. I, I like watching people play the game, so, uh, that's fine and all, but yeah, I, I don't think those games should have been made for, uh, home consoles or portable, uh, consoles. And I think there is one game like this on Game Boy, but I can't remember which one it is, but I'm glad they went with more of a platforming style in this case, um. To, to just make it a lot more quote-unquote enjoyable uh, to play. But yeah, I love playing through both of these. Like, I had a lot of fun with them, and they're not especially great games or anything like that, but I think everybody should uh, at least give them a try. And if you can, yeah, uh, get over the fact that the map doesn't make any sense at first or uh, that the platforming is absolutely horrendous, uh, I think uh, other people would enjoy this game uh, as well, for sure. Yeah, my my first ever interaction with the Dr. Franken franchise is uh was on Super Nintendo as a kid. I I played Dr. Franken on on the SNES. Uh I played a bit more SNES than anything as a kid. Uh Game Boy in the car, but SNES if I was at home. Um But uh it was about what you would expect but it was a, you know, on the SNES. You get to high kick. The music on the SNES version is is jamming like jamming hard too <laughs> frankie has sunglasses on he's like dressed in like skateboarding street clothes like frankie knows what's up in the snes version so uh when i found out that there was a dr franken for game boy or rather i kind of knew there was one because i saw it in the rental store um I was like, oh, neat, a Game Boy version of Dr. Of, of Doctor Franken. But I didn't play it at the time. I was just like, cool, he's probably wearing sunglasses or whatever else. And I saw that dope, that dopey-looking uh, cover art that it had, mm. too. But uh, 
I remember liking, sort of, in a, in a very weird way, liking Dr. Franken for the Super Nintendo. Um, so I saw there was a Dr. Franken 2 on the Game Boy uh, a couple years ago. I was like, oh sweet! I remember, lo- I remember really liking Doctor Frank on Super Nintendo. I can't, I and you know, we never got a sequel for SNES, so I'm like, I really wonder what Doctor Frank and Two on Game Boy was. And uh, boy, howdy, did we uh, go from somewhat okay gameplay to uh, atrocious really quick. <laughs> I, I absolutely hated Doctor Frank and Two with. Pure unadulterated. I thought it was just pure unadulterated garbage. Uh, just plain and simple. Uh, I was, I was because I had this thought in my head that, oh, Doctor Franken on a SNES. You know, I, it will be probably probably a similar game for the Game Boy. It, it's it's not. It they're very different games. Um, I can't, I can't compare. You I, you can't compare the two. Like yeah, okay, they take place in a very similar. You know area scenario but they're they're two very different games uh dr franken on snes is slippery fast super fast the sweet chin musics wears sunglasses like he was hip like he was that was a game targeted for teenagers in the 90s uh, dr franken for the game boy i don't know who the target audience was for that at all after playing it <laughs> um the platform in the woods really, really, really put a sour taste in my mouth. Um, to the point where I tried to play Dr. Franken on SNES again. And I was I was so badly tainted by Dr. Franken 2 that I didn't like the SNES version all that much anymore. And I couldn't even finish it. And then when we decided to do a Halloween special this year, um, we decided to do the Dr. Franken game since I... I think uh, Mo did, uh, or at least touched base on a bunch of horror games last year, like the Castlevanias and the Kid Draculas mm-hmm, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I was super, I was super, super dreading having to play the first Doctor Franken because I hated the second one, and it, it made me not like the SNES version anymore. So I'm like, I can't imagine how bad the first one is going <laughs> to be, and. Uh, I played, you know, I've played it. I've played enough Game Boy games to know as well too. If the sequel is bad, the base game is probably not all that great either. And uh, I was, I was about right. I got to listen to Moonlight Sonata for about five and a half hours. Um, I would say the only thing that I took away from it was that my precision platforming was a bit better because I knew what to expect from Franken 2. Mm-hmm, it still mm-hmm. wasn't great and I still got frustrated, but I I remembered from Franken 2 how bad the platforming was. So I, I had a little bit of a heads up going into Franken 1 from that. But uh I I, I still didn't like the game. I I liked the idea, I liked the concept, but I really did not like the execution of it. Fair enough. Yeah, I saved Bitsy. That's all. I saved Bitsy, and I paid the bills. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's all you need to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I just think like if I would have played this game uh, four years ago, um, like well, four or five years ago, I think, or like before I started the entire uh, portable pleasure thing, trying to beat all the Game Boy games, if I would have 
played it back then, I would have not played it for more than 10 minutes. I know that. Um, but having done so many games now, and having done some pretty, pretty shitty games, um, I can honestly say, like, yeah, this is pretty mediocre. I mean, it's not great, but I at least enjoy playing it compared to some other games that are either completely unfair um, to be able to beat them or games that are absolutely just not a game to start with. Um, so yeah, th these two games are somewhere in the middle for me. Like, I, would, I don't mind playing anything like this, but would I recommend it? Uh, immediately, no, I would not do that. But I think it's definitely worth checking out if you know what you're uh, uh, what you're running into, basically. I I would say I would recommend it on the grounds of play it for a half hour to understand how the game plays. Mm -hmm. It's it, like I said, it's a really cool idea, and the concept is, the concept is there. It was just executed very poorly. Um, and it's a it's a fairly unique Game Boy game, mm -hmm. you know. It's 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 an interesting idea. Like I said, a hundred times already. Uh, I would say like I would say check it out for 20, 30 minutes, but then just turn it off. Don't 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 <laughs> kill kill your ear holes with Moonlight Sonata for five and a half hours. Um, out of the two, I I as much as I I complained about the first one. I I actually like the first one more than the second mm -hmm. one, um, because it it kept even though like there were a ton of rooms and the castle was huge, it kept me in one area. Um, even I had to use a map as well too. It kept me it kept me confined to the castle. Franken two like it was nice to see other things, but I felt like it just got a little. They they added a bunch of stuff to add a bunch of stuff. Like they're like, well, we can't have a Franken two be in the castle again. Like, what are we gonna do, right? So, well, let's have Franken go to Egypt. Let's have him go on the sunken Titanic. Let's have him, you know, do this and this and this or whatever. Well, Doctor Franken in the books and in the movies, the people are are Frankenstein's monster. People are always after him because it's a monster on the loose. So the people should be attacking him. So then they started taking things from like the novels yeah. and the movies and kind of just started merging everything into one game and everyone and then it's like well video games need to have multiple levels instead of just one big one so now we need to introduce you know other worlds into this it, it just it just it seemed like they didn't know the direction that they wanted to go with franken 2 but it was definitely going to be a franken 2 so they kind of just like took a bunch of stuff and just mixed and hodgepodge something together um, I personally thought Franken 2 was, was the worst of, of the two games, simply just because of the direction the game went, even though it was practically the same game. Yeah, yeah, I feel a little less invested in the second one as well. Like, yeah. it, it, nothing really... Like, okay, in the first one, nothing really matters either, but um, you get to know the castle, and then um, the plot is basically no plot. It's just put back your bit C again. That sounds so weird when you say that out loud. Put your girlfriend <laughs> back together. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in, in the second one, it's more like, okay, well, I, I guess I'm looking for these stone tablet thingies. Uh, I didn't... <laughs> the second one is, I gotta pay my bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, but the, the yeah. areas are, it's nice to see them, but they don't hold as much uh, significance as 
quote unquote different yeah. kind of areas in the in the first game. Yeah, I agree. The the first game you could you could actually get into it. Like you can immerse yourself into mm-hmm. the first game because it's just a castle. And you can kind of visualize like being in a castle, especially as Frankie. Like you can really get immersed, except for getting Bitsy's head from the platforms. Uh, all of that aside, you can really get into the game. With Frankie, with Franken two, is you're you're transitioning from so many different worlds. Like that immersion is actually just gone at that point. Especially since you can just teleport at, in, in that game too. Once you find mm-hmm. the item, like a lot of that immersion that. A lot of that immersion and charm from the first one is just gone in the second one. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, speed running. There's no speed runs. There's no leaderboards on speedrun.com. Uh, I bet this game act. The both of them would be kind of fun to speed run. The platforming would be exceptionally frustrating, but uh, I, I I think outside of the platform, I think these games would actually be a decent a decent decent fun route to do yeah there, there's a lot going on so yeah especially in the first one i'm kind of wondering because these games are definitely not programmed that well uh, but i didn't run into any like real glitches or anything but i kind of have a feeling there might be a way to like go out of bounds in this game and like go to the places you need to be faster or something i feel like that might be a possibility um especially in the first one and the way like the way it is uh, set up to be so um might be cool to look into that if people are interested in that yeah yeah i definitely didn't do any glitch hunting in my mm-hmm. playthrough but uh the game is janky enough where there's there's got to be something yeah absolutely game breaking in this in that game so but uh yeah with that, we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some community events coming up. We have a decent amount, and any questions that you may have asked uh, about a generic game that we didn't tell you about, <laughs> stay tuned. everybody i really hope you really liked that rendition of moonlight sonata from beethoven um one of the lesser known songs of his uh, catalog so uh community events related to game boy we have a few um so we have retro gaming live tv or rgl tv uh we have their spooky marathon coming up on halloween weekend so yeah, so it is going on uh, right now basically third. Yeah, so when this episode is released to all of your ear holes, oh, wait, no. uh, RGL will be having the No, next week. Halloween. Next week. Because this one is, yeah. The, yeah. This one comes out a week before Halloween, actually. <laughs> now that I think about it. Well, there yeah. you go. Now you all have a week advance to know about this yeah. uh, Halloween weekend 
uh, marathon put on by RGL TV. Uh, I will actually be running two games in that uh, spooky marathon. I'll be playing uh, Settled and Red Bow um, for RGL Spooky Marathon. They will also be having a Castlevania knockout uh, one night only tournament uh, during the first night as well too. So definitely check, give that a check out. Those uh, knockout one night only tournaments are actually super fun to watch. Mm. I watched the Marble Madness one uh, a week or so ago. Yeah, I watched the one before couple, that couple as weeks well. Ago I don't remember what it was. Oh, Chip and Nail. Yeah, that was fun as well. Oh. Uh, and then keeping on with RGL TV, they're having a Contra knockout one night only tournament on November twenty second. Uh, so if you're big into Contra, uh, have a time into Contra, or just want to watch some Contra, definitely tune in November 22nd to Retro Gaming Live TV uh, on Twitch for that. Uh, otherwise, we have uh, the Tiny 10 coming up November 21st. So the reveal will be when this episode is launched. Since yeah, we'll probably I have my timings la- launch the episode after the, the reveal. But yeah, Tiny 10 yeah. 11 will be at uh, yep. November 21st. Uh, that'll also probably be on Retro Gaming Live yes. TV, if I remember right. Yeah. Uh, then we have Power Up with Pride Winter Edition, uh, December 11th through the 13th. I submitted four games to that, all horror games. So I'm really hoping just to have a horror block that's just me. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Uh, uh, <laughs> um... And then we have AGDQ21, which will be an online GDQ again, uh, January 3rd to January 10th. I submitted four games. I submitted four games to this. Two of them were Game Boy. Nice. Those will, will definitely I, get in. Especially Shaq Fu. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Probably yeah. not, but Shaq Fu? <laughs> Got it, yeah. man. Give me that. Give me that bad block. Give me that awful block <laughs> slot. I'm ready for it. Shaq facts on the big stage. I'm ready for it. Um, there's probably some other stuff that's coming up as well too in the community. It's just right. It's so hard to keep track of a lot of this stuff right now because of COVID nineteen. Like everything went to online. There's a bajillion marathons happening now, like more than normal, because people are wanting to. You know, donate to charities or help people that are having a hard time, you know, with the economy of, you know, COVID-19 and everything else. Like, they're trying to do good things, but there's just so many marathons happening right now. It's really hard to keep track of everything. Yeah. Um, but these are some of the bigger ones that I'm aware about or am involved with. There is also a secret event that potentially might be coming up in February of next year, which I can't tell you all yet about. <laughs> all right. Not even Mo. Not even Mo knows about yeah, it. That's how no secret idea. it is. And I and I tell Mo all of my secrets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listener questions. Let's see here. Well, there's a ghoulie ghoulie animated gif. Let's see. Game Boy Splatterhouse would have been sweet. I will probably admit that. That is true. Yeah. Uh, f- Lack of Game Boy Halloween games. No, there's there's enough. <laughs> yeah, there's just plenty. again, just go back to uh, uh, to my lights on it. <laughs> there's there's really a lot of them that are at least horror inspired games. So, I mean, Mole Mania is creepy pasta. Yeah, that's can also make very... uh, can make Mole Mania a horror game though. Holy smokes! 
that creepypasta is something else. Maybe I'll make a YouTube video of me just reading it <laughs> in a very dark voice, a very deep voice. Um, oh, we have Ace Ventura doing a little dance. That's good. That's good. Jim Bay literally translates into worst nightmare ever. Yeah, can 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 confirm that one. Jim Bay is a, a nightmare to, to fight yep. against. So, um, yeah. So really, nothing else. <laughs> no. Uh, there are plenty. There are plenty of Halloween, not Halloween specific games, but spooky, horry type games. Can I say horry? <laughs> well, we are now. So. <laughs> Too late. Unless unless it gets cut, but yeah. <laughs> PG sixteen now. Um, so uh, there, there are plenty. You got the three Castlevanias, Kid Dracula, Doctor Frankens. Like there's so many yeah, of them uh, that all take place. Bram Stoker. Yeah, uh, Avenging yeah, there's, Spirit. There's, there's a bunch. Bubble Ghost. Bubble Ghost. Avenging Spirit. Yeah, I don't remember any other ones I talked about because I don't yeah. have my notes on that anymore. Because back then I was just still. <laughs> winging it really winging it like i yeah. was doing yeah that's good stuff um yeah i yeah just go back and listen to the previous yeah. episode that mo did uh i believe it was a light episode yep. even too so you don't have to listen to my dumb voice um <laughs> so yeah with that said thank you all for taking the time to listen to this amazing halloween special episode of this is Game Boy. If you have any thoughts, suggestions, feedback, we love to hear it. Whether it's negative, neutral, or positive, um, always looking to better the podcast as much as we can. Um, whether it's hardware, software, or just entertainment value in general, which I think Mo and I give you all plenty of good entertainment. Hopefully, yes. No, we we do. Especially our Beethoven jokes are top-notch. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. You can find me on uh, Twitch TV slash eBloodyCandy. Welcome back. Uh, at eBloodyCandy on Twitter. And on YouTube. I actually have a YouTube URL with eBloodyCandy mm-hmm. because I... I'm an old boy on YouTube, <laughs> so I got to keep my URL. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, there's not much of videos up there right now. There are some Game Boy Adventure stuff, but I'm in the process of revamping that YouTube page again as well. Uh, you can find our lovely producer, Sprinty Legs, at Sprinty Legs on Twitch. Uh, legs, I think, or Sprinty Legs on YouTube. I think it's just Legs, legs right? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, legs in the Discord here. Yeah. Uh, where, can, where can they find you, Mo? Uh, they can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube, all slash Mule, which is M-O-E-L-L-E-U-H. Um, and you can also find Sprinting Legs on Twitter, actually, as Sprinting Legs. Um, but yeah. Oh, um, yeah. That's, that's pretty I forget much she all. has a Twitter at yeah. times. She doesn't post much on it. Yeah, besides that, um, if you want to support the podcast, there are a few ways to do that. The free way is by just listening to the episodes and even maybe rating them on whatever platform you are using. Uh, We're on a bunch of them because they all just use an RSS feed to actually pull our episodes in. Um, But yeah, definitely uh, give us a rating or or write a little review or anything like that. And then um, the word gets spread 
that we exist and more people will listen to it and that's always useful um you can also just of course bug your friends and family and uh, make them force make them listen to the podcast until they actually like it and and then <laughs> they're hooked for life so that's a good idea um true. But yeah what you can also do if you want to help us out uh, with some sweet sweet money uh, we have two ways you can do that first off we have a patreon uh, where you can get into two tiers at this moment just the one dollar tier or the five dollar tier um, and those will uh, give you access to like behind the scenes stuff like our episode notes um, some special channels in our discord um which contains like bloopers and things like that that sometimes get uh, put together in one long quote-unquote episode by legs um and there are a few other benefits that will definitely happen in the future but uh we don't have enough patrons for that yet to actually uh start getting those out there um but yeah if we ever hit 20 dollars a month that's uh, at least our first goal because that would cover a lot of the costs that's become uh, that come with uh, making a podcast uh, we will start doing more live episodes again like not every one of them will be a live episode but uh, we will try to actually uh, do a lot more of those in the future then um if you do not want like a monthly subscription thing you can always just do a one-time donation if you really want to because we also have a paypal.me uh, link available for that sadly we cannot really connect that with discord so it can give you a special role um, automatically but if you do wish to have your benefits just uh, give us a note either when you do a donation on paypal or just by contacting either one of us uh, so we can actually uh, make that happen so so you have access to all the special channels as well um but yeah those are a lot of links that we uh threw uh, <laughs> towards you but we do also just have a website where you can like find a little bit more information about all of us and links to all these social things and patreon things and paypal things and just to make your life a little bit easier than before um you can now just go to thisisgameboy.com um, it will still just redirect to our old website, but it's a lot easier to uh, to type in your browser uh, than our old URL. So yeah, just go to thisisgameboy.com. Easy. Always make a life easy for our yeah. listeners. I almost called them chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's hard. Always. Yeah. And since we're approaching the holiday season, if you are looking for a great holiday gift, might I recommend... Uh, Asking for your person's uh, YouTube account and then subscribing to our YouTube channel as well too, so so we can get all those listens as well. Yeah, it's a really good holiday present. <laughs> they will cherish it forever. Yeah, so we can eventually grab that <laughs> URL as well, actually, because now exactly. now it's just some random numbers and, and letters. So it's not really useful. Don't do that, by the way. It's against terms of service. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, yeah. Telling people to do stuff to get their accounts paid. <laughs> Love it. Like I said, Peter Entertainment on this uh, podcast. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, the next time they hear from us, we're going to be talking about Ninja Gaiden Shadow. Or what? What? what is the actual real name of this game? Uh, 
Not not Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, Ninja Gaiden Shadow, no. Shadow Warriors in the no, it, EU. Yeah, Shadow uh, Warriors. And something yeah. else in Japanese. It's not a it's not a Ninja Ninja Gaiden game. Yeah, but it still is, so whatever. <laughs> it's <laughs> We'll be having a special guest enemy on our next episode of This Is Game Boy talking about Ninja Gaiden Shadow or Ninja Warrior if you're European. So again, until next time, thank you all for listening. Have a great Halloween. And listen, watch the marathon. I'm playing in it. Yeah, and, and yeah, definitely stay inside because this year it's only COVID or treat, so. Well, the, the, the treats are covered with COVID. So <laughs> yeah, it's COVID. Now you just, you can't just. It's COVID or COVID. There you go. Just, just <laughs> stay inside. <laughs>